Welcome. You are now listening to the Soul Mechanics Podcast. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash soulmapping.life or Instagram soulmapping underscore life. With your host and personal guides, Aeon and Sophia, sit back and enjoy as they tune you into practical wisdom for the art of being human. Are you looking to awaken to the sacred, deepen your authentic connection to your soul level highest self, reprogram stuck traumas and conditionings and enhance your DNA? Soul Mapping has now teamed up with Elixir to give you the self-illumination pathway and self-illumination kit, organic technologies for evolving humans. Check out this exclusive offering now at selfilluminationpathway.com. What's going on out there, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in to your fourth episode of the Soul Mechanics Podcast. I am your host, Aeon, and I'm with the lovely, as always, and beautiful co-host, Sophia. Today, we're going to be talking about quite a few subjects First of all, we're going to be talking primarily about the self-illumination pathway and the self-illumination kit, and we're going to be diving deep into some of the theory behind the self-illumination pathway and how it works in conjunction with this kit. We're going to be getting into bioenergetics, reprogramming our DNA, expanding consciousness, working through trauma, lots of different stuff. I know... I know Sophia has some uh, specific things she wants to talk about as well in relationship to this pathway. Yeah, definitely. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be here and uh, really excited to share with you guys more about this uh, self-illumination pathway and also about the mystical way in human design and how we can all work with these different archetypes to internally and you know through all of our different bodies in the morphogenetic field come to our own unique awakened consciousness and that's really the goal of all of the stuff that we do is to help all of us come to our own awakening and uh, that's that's really the the like mission behind the self-illumination pathway so yeah we'll be getting into some circuitry different channels uh, that are in the systems Uh, the codes and how it aligns with your genetics as well as what you're experiencing in your reality. So, Tom, you want to tell us a little bit more about the theory behind the self-illumination pathway and the kit? Sure. Well, basically, you know, I spent years researching all of these different esoteric pathways and traditions, right? Buddhist Tantra, there's the Egyptian slash Kemetan initiation system. There's also a lot of like newer stuff out, like if you look into Joe Dispenza's work and, and things like that. And I noticed after studying all these different pathways, I was really looking a lot for like the common threads in them and, and what were really like, what was the core template of a lot of these things and, and how did they work? And what I noticed was there's just this series of basically they all work kind of in the same way the whole concept behind them is that in our bioenergetic field we have um we have these traumas and imprints that get 
stuck and attached into our into our genetics into our central nervous system what happens is basically when we're younger we're kind of in this much more open and aware state where we um psychology calls it sensory gating where the pathways that we have in our nervous system they're much more like open they're taking in a lot more information when we're children and then as we grow we come into these different experiences where whether it's through society or through TV or trauma from things that happen you know with our parents or family or things like that all these different sorts of things come in and we have these experiences and basically they they install these kind of programs into our central nervous system especially like trauma or something so what happens is because we're really open as children and then the event comes in and it kind of causes us to close down it will usually be a very scary kind of traumatic event or if we're watching TV or listening to music or at school what happens is we go into this trance state and generally as children we're in trance state a lot all the time anyway because we are so much more open to receiving information and so what happens is in this trance state we go down into like a alpha or theta sometimes even delta or gamma wave frequencies in our brain and this is how we get into the actual physical vehicle the actual uh it's kind of like the hard drive of the computer where we can go and we can put software in there right so as we grow up we have all these different experiences and the emotions associated with them they kind of get like stuck almost yeah like stored yeah they get stored in our central nervous system and then this helps to develop like our identity that we have as we go throughout the the years of growing up well then now as we're older what happens is when similar situations anything even minorly stressful even a lot of times what it will do is it will trigger those old experiences and those old patterns patterns and programs that are going on and so that's like kind of like what i started with with the self illumination path is like unifying all of that different knowledge yeah definitely and, and if you guys listen to our last podcast some of what we're talking about right now these patterns these imprints these conditionings and programs different things that we have kind of identified in our realities as we grow and these traumas and things like that uh, in our last podcast we talked about entities and archons and all of these types of energies that sometimes people anthropomorphize into being like a separate being so when we look at this in in the way that we're talking about now as far as like patterns and imprints and things that we can work with we have a lot more power to get to our self illumination we get out of the victim mode because the victim mode is really what has led us to be stuck in those energies right and it's no one's to blame right we all have these patterns and shadows and things going on uh but now we can actually find a way to work with them to help uh those energies can actually help us to guide us in the path to finding our own awakening right so Cool. So you want to tell us a little bit about like how the pathway starts? Sure. Well, you know, like I was talking about there there's really like a science behind this process of going back in and transmuting or reprogramming a lot of these kind of lower vibratory states or just past traumas, whatever they are, these 
these things that are kind of holding us back from being connected once again with that kind of you know, that sacred kind of like mystical state that we had when we were children where it's always kind of fun, where we're able to tap into our creative intelligence or unique genius as children because we have all this energy that's available to us. And so with this, this, this science, basically what we figured out is that the way that we can start to reprogram those things is using archetypes that that level of our consciousness communicates in in archetypes not so much in words like um you know just talking to yourself out of the programming or something it can help a little bit but that aspect of our psyche more communicates in this more kind of like feeling visual based level it, it it's it doesn't work with words so we what we do here is we start the specific pathway through the archetypes that correspond to our genetics because what we figured out now, thanks to systems like human design and the gene keys, the I Ching, there's actual archetypes that correspond to the, these aspects of our DNA. And so we start out with an, a really important portion of uh, those genetics. Basically, there's there's something in human design called the mystical way. And the mystical way starts out with the 19th code. In the 19th code, it's, it's interesting. It's so appropriate to start the self-illumination pathway with this 19th code is because the, the 19th code is all about how we give our power away. It has a lot to do with... Um, you know, how we can get into our own sovereign energy, but it's also, it has to do with like need and codependence. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things going on with the 19th code, ex extremely significant code within our, within our genetics, very important to the mutation that's uh, coming up as well. And we talked a bit about that in the last episode. If you guys didn't check out that, that last episode, go ahead and check it out because it does talk about the 19 and we'll be Talking about it more in this episode too and in the future and you know I think it's interesting I just wanted to touch on this that you were talking about how these imprints you know what happens you know why why do we have these shadows and and different stuck energies that really leads us to a victim state and how to get out of it well if we think about it when energy comes in if we identify it as something you know that we need to be a victim of then what happens is the energy becomes like stuck or wound, you know, that's why it's called a wound, because the energy is like wound up, it's not processed. So what we're doing with these archetypes in this pathway is going through the different energies and starting with this 19, going through the, the shadow of codependency and leading yourself into sensitivity, right, because that's actually the gift of it, and getting yourself out of this victimhood, getting out of the uh, needing to identify with the filter as seeing things as, oh, I'm the victim, I'm codependent on this other energy, I'm stuck, right? So that we can move into a place of when energies come in, rather than seeing that, we can unwind or unwound and see that the energy is helping us to be more sensitive to what our needs are, what the resources are. And with the 19 in the mystical way in human design, this this codon, this 
gate, this hexagram, this I Ching, is really about the pressure of humanity and especially the tribe. Remember we talked about there's tribe, collective, and individual. This really is the tribal pressure. So the tribe is the family and the community and those around you, your friends. So it's the pressure of the tribe to seek the uh, something higher than ourselves. Something mystical. Something mystical. It's the start of all religions comes with this code on. Religion is a specific coded genetic, right? Um, and that's why we have it. And it's really about um, finding the, the interrelatedness of everything. So, of course, this would be a good place to start because we're all kind of on this path. And humanity collectively has this urge and this need to, to seek something higher, right? To seek a, a divinity or a god. And as we go through the process, through the mystical way, we'll realize that it starts out as tribal from the 1949 and seeing the interrelatedness of things. Um, and, and with the tribal energy, there's a lot of sacrifice, and that's something that we talked about as well. Um, sacrificing part of who you are to be part of the tribe, sacrificing um, different needs, sacrificing your energy. And then it moves over once you get past the, the bridge, which is the 4037, which is about making the agreement. It's the glue that holds the tribe together. And it, it crosses over then to the uh, 2551, which is kind of like the shaman, the priestess, the initiation. And a lot of us have probably gone through this process, right? We've started seeking spirituality. We find a tribe. We find a community. Then we encounter shamans and priests and gurus and all of these things. And the goal is to jump past that. And what's after that? What we realize is there is an individual channel that is about being awakened in the now and realizing that all of these energies, no matter how mundane they are, can be, you know, mystical and you can have an awakened experience in the now. And that's really the goal is to have yourself be awakened in the now, a unique awakening. And really what that means is being able to radically accept yourself, your nature, your energy, know who you are, which is, you know, a very empowered place to be. So... Yeah, it's just very interesting. So we've based the self-illumination pathway off of this mystical way as a kind of, um, you know, process for all of us to go through so that we can have our own awakening. And when the change comes in 2027 and the mutation, which is only nine years away, the 19, like we talked about in the last episode, is the first codon to basically like crack or fracture and it's being squeezed off from the 49. Um, you can also go to jovianarchive.com. They have, you can purchase the mystical way there as well if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, we are doing more on this in our group, the Soul Mechanics uh, Facebook group. But we wanted to share this with you and how it correlates to everything because what we understand is that each and every one of us is a binary consciousness. And that is the first thing that we all need to understand. We have the mind and the psyche, which has its own certain um, you know, consciousness. It is the personality, what we are aware of. And then we all know, and, and science tells us, and, and theoretically we know that the other part of us is this design consciousness, the form, the body, right? Everything that's not the mind. So in this self-illumination pathway and in this kit, we are merging the two. Uh, we are addressing the psyche, and then we're also addressing the body and the genetics and the bio um, energetic fields and the, everything that goes along with our energies to come back together in this alchemical marriage within ourselves. And that's really the quintessence of coming to this alignment and in this consciousness. So 
Tom, you know, what else do you think people should know about, about the kits or the pathway? Um, you know, we are launching it now. We are, for months, we've, Tom's really been putting it together. And um, do you want to tell them maybe about some of the products and the kit? Yeah, sure. I, you know, I'll, I'll say too, this, the, the launch of this kit is supporting uh, like a second company or a pro- project that we're launching right now called Elixir. And so the idea is the the essence of Elixir is basically, I'm sure maybe at one point or another, you all have heard of like the Elixir of life, right? Uh, it has a lot of different names in different languages. Some people call it Soma. Some people call it uh, the Philosopher's Stone. All of these different cultures had the quote unquote Elixir of life. Now, you know, for many years, people thought that this Elixir of life was like an actual like just one drink or something that you drink and then all of a sudden you become a god or you live healed. forever yeah. or you know you're immediately healed of any any wound or something like that and in that form the elixir of life was always known to be something that's tapped into energetically within there's this place that we can connect to where we realize that we're our immortality and we are you know quote unquote like gods or or higher higher beings or whatever so but there's also this more kind of like tangible practical aspect to the, the these elixirs right so there's these sacred plant medicines in different tools that have been used for thousands of years by ancient cultures, by initiatory systems, all these different things. And there's all different theories on, you know, how these different plants were used in some cultures because some cultures have kind of like lost connection with how they use them, where like down in the Amazon, there's still a strong connection with using a lot of these sacred plant medicines for healing or expanding consciousness. And different ones of these plants because of their healing properties and their ability to, you know, go into our nervous system, into our DNA and unlock aspects of ourself or sensory gating, expanding it, or just regenerating and healing aspects of our body. These plants have been known as elixirs of life, quote unquote, in their cultures, because, you know, especially if we look at like cacao, this is called the food of the gods, right? It's uh, ancient Mayan, extremely important in Mayan culture and other areas around South America because cacao is a special way of, because it has this chemical that science is now, science is now figuring out, you know, the kind of the chemical components of a lot of these different things and kind of basically justifying why these cultures found them to be so important. Cacao, for example, has theobromine in it which is what they call like the love drug. This is a chemical within cacao that makes our heart feel really open and and feel really connected. So this is an example of, you know, it, it's also f- full of amazing minerals and nutrients and it's just a super power, it's a superfood. You know, that's, you know, kind of the newer lingo for it is a superfood or something. But it also has a much deeper kind of more sacred mystical quality to it when used in very specific ways. So what we're doing with Elixir is taking and putting together all these awesome different Elixirs and tools. And now the idea with coming together on the self-illumination kit and path 
is to also provide people with this knowledge on how to use these amazing sacred plant medicines and tools in this way that, that it's kind of been used more traditionally by these cultures as a way to tap into the vehicle, start to reprogram it, kind of reconnect with certain energetic states and feelings, expand our sensory gating, because the vehicle at the end of the day really is in control of our consciousness if we think about it. Like all these, you know, mystical experiences that we have or just feeling in the flow or connected, they all have corresponding things that are happening within our endocrine system. Our endocrine system, you know, produces these different chemicals. Plants have different neurotransmitters in them and they all have different correspondences with uh, different different glands, energy centers. So it's what we're really doing here is merging kind of the scientific and the sacred kind of mystical. And so that's the idea with Elixir is the highest quality intentional uh, plants and products. So we're making sure that everything we carry is giving back to the environment in the communities that it comes from, you know, well above fair trade or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, yeah, small farmers. So yeah, small farmers and small with them. Exactly. And our, our like, for example, our, our good friend, uh, Roman down in Ecuador, he's like living in these communities with these people, working directly with them. And he he's so insistent on, you know, paying more than whatever, like these. What they would normally get. Well, yeah, what they would normally get because a lot of these companies would go out and buy certain products and the reason that they're so like dirt cheap in the store is because the people and we experienced that experienced that in Peru we saw they were getting pennies on the dollar so that's really important to us and then of course the highest quality too like this cacao is the highest quality cacao in the market right now because it's processed in this way to remove all the bitterness from it and then Everything that we're doing, we're shooting for this super high quality and intention in giving back. 7% of all of our profits are going to go back to uh, nonprofit pro projects as well. Yeah, and it's, it's really awesome to be working this closely with, with the people over there in, in Ecuador and um, having these, these sacred products. And I just wanted to mention, you know, what it means about the vehicle. When you said the vehicle really is what controls the consciousness, the vehicle has its own consciousness, right? And that's why as we've, if you've listened to our other podcasts, we talk about not using the mind as a way to make decisions, right? Allowing the form or the vehicle to really run the life and operate through that way. So what we can also look at is that the vehicle is what can control the reality, Mm -hmm. So when people talk about you control your reality, you're um, here to create whatever you want and these types of things, it's not the mind that's doing that. It's if we allow the body, the form, all the energies that are, that are not the mind, that is the thing that can actually control the what they call the maya or the illusion, this mm -hmm. reality that we're in that is... Matrix. Yeah, the matrix. So by using these sacred foods and medicines and working with these different... Uh, processes we can all tap into our bodies more deeply in order to actually make that happen and I think it's really important to address that because there are a lot of different new age techniques and spiritual people out there that are are saying you create your own reality but they don't really give um, 
a clear way on how to do that. Some people say, well, if you just imagine and envision and clearly, uh, you know, specifics about what you want to create in, in the future, then that's how you will do it. And part of that is true. But no matter how much I, I sit and meditate on, you know, getting a boat, for example, I don't really want a boat, but let's say it was a boat or something like that. Um, it may not appear, right? So we have to go into the body in order to tap back into our form to create our reality. So part of this process is really going to be helping all of us to merge these two things. Um, and the cacao is a really great, great place to start with that as well because, it, like you said, it opens the heart. It just pumps you full of high vibes and it's really tasty and right. we love it. <laughs> yeah, and, th and that's, only, that's only one aspect of the kit. We also have um, Invisible Landscape, which... I creatively named after a Terrence McKenna book just because Terrence McKenna, as some of you may know who kind of tune in, was always a huge influence on me. A lot of the theory that is involved in that book has to do with this kit. Terrence talked about the archetypes of the I Ching and how it has to do with a new language that basically is evolving and he also talked about his experiences with certain plant medicines and how those interact with the DNA and so what I did is I created this tea blend that is Tulsi, Guayusa, Passionflower and um, an Egyptian blue, blue lotus and so these all have I can't even begin to begin to get into all the properties from all of these plants right now but basically the idea is this specific this specific blend is really helpful for just kind of tapping into that flow alpha brainwave states a tool to to get deeper and deeper into meditation so that we can do that reprogramming and it also specifically interacts energetically with certain aspects of our dna our central nervous system so really really targeted to work in conjunction with this pathway in a specific way and it also tastes really awesome too. It's so good. <laughs> like it is so good. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention about this as well, because a lot of us, most people, you know, we like coffee or we like tea in the morning. And I drank this tea this morning and I made it kind of bulletproof style where I added some coconut oil. And kind of like a latte. Yeah. A little bit of stevia, even though I don't even think I really needed the stevia because it's naturally a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's so good and creamy and delicious. And, you know, when we talk about the nervous system, I feel like a lot of people that listen to Lucid Vibradio are probably could consider themselves empaths or mm -hmm. intuitives or sensitives. And I wanted to introduce a, a term that I've, I've found out within the last year, which is called being an HSP or a highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like the scientific definition of what it means to be an empath, right? Mm -hmm. And they found this quality in over a hundred different species. And what it means is that we genetically are different. We physiologically have a different nervous system. Um, we process things differently. You know, we when we go into a room, we we do these like micro reflections really quickly, and we can process the whole room, which also means that we can get to a break point sooner. That's really the main characteristic: is how much we're processing at once, 
And we basically fry our nervous system if we get into too much energy. So if you're ever feeling like overwhelmed or full of anxiety, or if you go into different places and you just feel like burnt out, um, there could be a, a good chance that you might be an HSP. If you go to hsperson.com, there's a little quiz. Um, but really, it's found in about 20 to 40% of the population. So it's more common than we think. And it means that we need to take care of our nervous system. So in order to really tap into our vehicles and to heal ourselves and work through this process, we also want to make sure that the nerves and the nerve endings and everything are really taken care of too so we can process all this information that's coming through us. And this tea is going to be a great assistant for, for that process. Yeah, so. definitely. That And, you know, the cacao too. I, I One of the main things with this cacao, because it's a, it's a blend, and in this specific blend, we also put lion's mane and turmeric in there because <laughs> lion's mane is a super powerful mushroom if you haven't heard of it. It comes from kind of like... Uh, it usually grows in these cooler forests like in the Adirondacks or Northern California. But basically, it's one of the only things that's been discovered so far to regrow uh, or to to help to regrow neural tissue or um, nervous system tissue. Because a lot of people think of neurons and neural tissue and they think of only the brain. But the nervous those neurons actually run throughout our entire nervous system of our body. And that's another thing with this pathway and these tools is to help us tap into, again, like that whole body intelligence. It's not... Yeah, merging the mind. Exactly. And the nervous system with the rest of the body. Right. It's, you know, people say, oh, you only use 10% of your brain or whatever. Well, it's because a lot of times we're really supposed to be thinking our brain, a real brain is our entire body. Right. You know, and and that's why... Wow, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what a lot of this is about. And so... Again, kind of going back now a little bit to how we start out with the, the 19th code. So this the idea of this pathway that starts out specifically with a code that talks about kind of retaking our energy back into our, our sovereignty and not giving our power away to, like Danny said, gods, governments, gurus, emotional things, addictions, whatever – so this pathway in general is kind of like this game, like this really fun but also powerful game-like experience to go back in step by step and take the energy back into our core, into our core of our being so that we're then you know, more tapped in, more open, kind of like we were when we were younger before the trauma. But now it's at this much higher level where we have the wisdom of being adults and really it's like it's, – it's really like going through a whole rebirth or reawakening process where it's kind of like, like the butterfly goes into the cocoon or something, you know? Right, yeah. And we can really use our traumas and wounds and all these imprints as – instead of turning us into victim mode as ways to guide where we need to go. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, so we can look at that and go, okay, well, this is coming in. I see this shadow. I know that, you know, this shadow specifically is codependency or, and when that happens, it can also show up as like oversensitivity, um, these types of energies. So we can look at those and go, okay, I see this in my life. And, and the first thing to do with any of the victim patterns, any of the shadows, any imprints, you don't want to try to run away from it. You don't want to try to refuse to look at it or try to change it. 
at first. And it's really interesting in Richard Rudd's book, The Gene Keys, which I would definitely recommend getting that. It's like 20 bucks on Amazon. Uh, but he talks about how with the shadow, the first thing to do is to allow it. You can hate it. You can still not like it. But you're allowing it and just watching it. That's really the first step is being able to be present enough to notice when these energies come in because over so many years, over so much myelination and the patterns really kind of condensing and winding and wounding and becoming really dense, it's hard to even recognize them anymore because it's just so like such a part of who, we, who we've become that a lot of times we're not even aware of it. So the first part is allowing it, being aware of it. The second part is to accept it right? Accept mm -hmm. that it's there. Okay. Accept yourself for it. And this is part of the whole process. Love yourself. Really embrace everything. It's okay. We all make mistakes, right? So the, the following part is to embrace the shadow, right? Embrace these patterns, embrace the wounding. And that is how you unlock the gift. That's how you unlock throughout this, this pathway. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to be clear about that because what I've learned personally throughout my own wounding and traumas is that if I don't allow myself to feel, if I don't really go into the pain, if I just try to get away from it, it's actually more painful, mm -hmm. right? And it's going to create more problems. Um, so really just really sinking into the feelings, allow yourself to feel them fully. And as we go along throughout these podcasts and throughout these different circuits and channels, what we'll realize is that a lot of this stuff, because it's energetic, the mind interprets the, the feelings of sadness or, or guilt or shame or blame, which is coming maybe through a, a place where you're getting conditioned and it's not even your energy, or it's coming through your genetics on the individual circuitry, which are all the sensor channels of the chart, which is really to bring in a mutation. So these energies do not have to be something that harms us or something that we want to try to get rid of or to try to, you know, ignore or anything like that. We want to allow the energies that are coming in to be how they need to be mm -hmm. and to use the mind rather than you know, telling us a story, the mind normally creates stories and goes, oh, but this is why this happened and I need to do this about that. And then it starts making all these not self decisions and taking action based on all of these traumas and wounds. We need to allow the mind to just observe. The mind is going to judge. It's going to talk anyways. That's what it does. That's what it's created for is to make judgments and discernment and things like that. But really, we can use the mind to observe things and go, okay. I don't need to take action on that right now. Okay, I'm breathing. I'm, I'm watching this shadow come through. Let me just allow it. Let me just embrace it. Let me accept it. I know that I'm on the right path and it's going to be okay. And Because a lot of times, all of us really beat ourselves up. We're like our harshest critics. And then when we have beat ourselves up so much, then we beat up other people in our lives, right? We, we have so much trauma and, and programming and fear that we have in process, it's unprocessed energy that we start to project it onto others. So with these different products, you know, addressing the nervous system, and I know specifically for me as an HSP that I really needed that. You know, mm -hmm. I really needed something to help my, my nervous system. Well, you because, asked me to create something yeah, for me, you know? Yeah, because 
I realize how many of my clients, when I do readings, how many of them are also HSPs. And a lot of people we talk to, um, which is really kind of a double-edged sword when you think about it. Because the mm-hmm. nervous system can process a lot. When we're in these higher states of consciousness and more awakened, we're processing more. But also it can mean that we're like burning out if we're not taking care of the form. Mm-hmm. We have to repair and rebuild the body throughout this process as well. So it can handle all the high, you know, vibrating energy and, and all of that that's coming in. So, all right, so we talked about the cacao, we talked about the tea. Do you want to talk about the copal? Sure. Yeah, so just to go over in an entirety, the kit as a whole, basically it comes with the sacred cacao blend, the invisible landscape tea blend, Palo Santo essential oil, and then copal, and then some Tulsi, some purple Tulsi seeds that I talk about why and how I include that and what to do with that in there as well. And then lastly, it comes with the pathway. The pathway is this, the first step of the pathway, at least through the 19 is our gift to, that comes with the kit. So, but yeah, so the, the copal, as Danny was asking about, so basically copal is the resin or sap from a very specific tree in Ecuador. There's a lot of things all over the world that are called copal, but true copal, quote unquote, is from uh, the protium copal species of tree. And the where this comes from, it's it's all ethically harvested and all of that. The the people down there have been using and dealing with these plants and trees for for just for basically forever. And they they're very intentional about how they harvest it. It's not like they're, you know, clear cutting forest and just taking all of this resin or something. They're just going to the trees when they kind of bleed through extra and and they harvest it. And this is essentially the, the soul quote unquote of the plant. It's the blood of the tree. And so what this means is there's a very, very powerful essence to this, to this sap and it's burnt in this way where you use coals. Uh, traditionally, you would use it in a receptacle called a cobalero. And they use it, you know, before ceremonies to, to clean and clear stuck energies from the room, the environment, the body, uh, all these different ways. And science has now figured out, again, and this is, like I said, this whole mixture of science and spirituality with elixir and soul mapping, science has now figured out that all these different resins, even something like sage, they have these super powerful compounds in them that actually are cleaning and clearing bacteria from the air. And I think I heard the other day, don't quote me on this this, uh, statistic or anything, but our bodies are made up of like, something like 80% bacteria or something, the, at least the, the flesh part that's not water. And so that's on a scientific level how these plants work when you know we burn these resins and we clear the energy field. And we've put this in there because, for one, as we're going through these pathways of awakening and working on trauma and conditioning, what happens is things come up. Like we have these kind of like, 
experiences with other people where maybe the, the energy is being worked through and it gets a little intense in the environment. So then we can use things like this copal to clear the energy and the area. It's also really great for before meditation or any sort of ceremony, which we kind of provide some instructions with the kit on how to do these types of self ceremonies or maybe with a partner, however you want to do it really. But the idea is when you clear this energy from the room, whether it's from, you know, kind of a stressful day at work or, you know, whatever is going on, it's much easier to tap into your own energy when these other energies and just stagnant dead air are eliminated from the room. Yeah, and it, it basically just resets the energy and it smells really good. Like I, I love using It's it. almost like intoxicating. Smell, yeah, it's know? really, really good smelling and... Um, Use it all the time, for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, a similar product is the the Palo Santo. But, Dana, you had something to say. So before, No? Okay. So the Palo Santo, again, is another... Um, it's like the blood of a tree, basically. It's the, it's the essential oil, which in alchemy, this is known as the, the soul of the plant, or the sulfur, really, is the is the essential oil and this is the most powerful kind of extraction that we can make from these these plants and this palo santo specifically palo santo you if you haven't heard of it a lot of people like you see these little sticks of wood and people burn them as incense this is the essential oil so it's used in a different way uh even a bit more powerful for sure now you know there's a lot too with palo santo at this time because it's become so popular there is a lot of harvest, like over harvesting of this tree in in these areas of the Amazon and whatnot. So our Palo Santo, the oil specifically comes from trees that are that are dead, and the area that it comes from, there's a massive project for reforest reforest reforestation, reforestation <laughs> uh, of these trees, so that the proceeds, a lot of the proceeds go back into regrowing more of these trees so we don't lose these amazing plant teachers, you know? And so the way that this product is used, you know, I don't want to get too into it, but basically, like, even right now as we're doing the show, we have a diffuser going, totally shifts the energy. It can be used specifically in conjunction with meditation, which we go over in the, the pathway, the information that comes with the kit. But this is super high vibrational medicine. We also can put it on your chest to kind of like open your heart or just put it on your hands and breathe in deep and it totally resets energy in the body. Super amazing stuff. And we go through all about the different uses we recommend with that in the, the information that comes with the kit. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they say it like removes like negative energies even though i don't really feel there's like negative or positive it's just unprocessed energies um it also smells really good too and definitely resets the energy and um yeah so if you guys want to check out um the elixir project it's going to be coming out soon here yeah it should be out as of uh when anybody's listening to this podcast that's at the elixir.life and then if you just want to check out the self-illumination kit and pathway you can go to selfillumination.com selfilluminationpathway.com cool yeah so thank you guys so much for being here we really appreciate it and um 
We're going to be talking a little bit more. We're going to shift into a new subject right now because we have a few minutes left. And then next week we'll, we'll get more into the mystical pathway. So, yeah, you know, let's talk a little bit more about, um, you want to talk about like human design a little bit and how these, why don't we talk about if you have the 19 in your chart. So if everyone has their charts, if you go to jovianarchive.com, you can pull your free body graph or your free rave charts, what they call it. Um, and the 19th gate is a gate that resides in the root chakra, which is at the bottom. And it's not really a chakra. It's a center, um, sort of like the chakras. But as you can see in human design, there are actually nine centers um, instead of seven. So... You know, when we look at this, we notice that it's not the old chakra system. It's actually a system that's coming about because we have actually discovered other planets since 1781. We discovered Uranus, uh, Neptune, and Pluto, and therefore we have correlations within our body that need to receive and pick up and, and correlate as above as, as below. Um, the energies of the macrocosm. So if you're looking at your chart and you have the root chakra gate 19, if the root is actually colored in, it'll be like a brown color. That means that it's defined. And if it's white, it means it's undefined that you're a receiver of energy. So if you have the 19, what it means, uh, you know, there's so many different levels of what it means. And this is um, a little bit separate than the pathway, but just so that you can understand as well on this other level with using these languages and systems is that if you have it in your chart, it means that it is part of your definition, part of your nature. So we'll first talk about it um, in a defined center. So if you have it defined in the root and your root is defined, this means that this is a consistent part of your, your nature that is always there that you can rely on. Um, that will always be part of you. And it is this pressure to find the interrelatedness of things, to um, have needs. And remember, all the gates in the root, all of these different gates are just pressure energies. It's adrenalized pressure. It is not a place of awareness. The root is just pressure. So this 19 is a pressure in your life. And even if you don't have this, you're probably getting it from other people and, and getting conditioned from it um, and, and receiving it. So you can understand just by what I'm saying how you would be feeling it from others. Also the transits. Yeah, and the transits. So if you have it in your chart in a defined center, you have this adrenalized root pressure to find resources, to like figure out what you need, to try to almost like flirt with others and with different people who you think might have the resources that you need. Um, and again, this is not on a conscious level. It's on a, a more of like a physical pressurized level um, to have all these different needs, to find the interrelatedness of things, the pressure to find God or to find spirituality, to be a seeker, to be very sensitive. I feel also that a lot of people who have the 19 are probably HSPs because the 19 is, a, is really a place of sensitivity. So check it out in your chart. You can also see what line number you have. If you look on the numbers on the right and on the left, and you find the 19, it'll say either 0.1 or up to 0.6, any of those numbers. And we'll be talking about throughout 
these podcasts how to interpret the line numbers, right? But just for now, know if it's in your chart that you need to have a full refrigerator of food. Um, if you're with somebody who can't fill the fridge, it's kind of a funny joke, um, you're going to be depressed, and that's, that's true. Um, you need to be with somebody who can really help you in, in those ways. And in return, what happens with the 49, anybody you encounter that has the 49, which is the other end of the channel, with this 49, there's immediate establishment of who's going to provide resources energetically, which is the 19, and who's going to listen or be obedient, right, to the 49, which in exchange, the 49 then provides resources, which again is also dependent on the wave quality of the solar plexus. So if you have that 19, just really stay focused with your life. Where are you being codependent? Where are you being oversensitive? Because if you feel codependent, then what happens is you have a fear of not having enough resources, and that's what can come in with this 19. So with the self-illumination pathway, it's gonna help you start with this, this first process, to know that you have the resources inside yourself, and to be sensitive enough to the other people around you to see what type of arrangements you actually want to get in, not just getting into codependent relationships that are not really providing you what you need anyways, which is a big problem on the planet. So check it out. And then also if you have it, and let's say that your root center is undefined, what this means is that this pressure is not always there. Again, undefined means that you can see the center as like white on your chart. It means that all of those gates, even if they're active, meaning if it's like circled in and colored in, they, they're not always active. They're dormant. So even if you had the 19, if your root is undefined, then this pressure is going to be coming in intermittently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that all brings me to an important point too, which I, I kind of forgot to bring up earlier. The, the, the whole idea with the self-illumination pathway is really the beginning of this much larger game uh, game-like experience of self-discovery that we're creating itself soul mapping so the um, what's being developed behind the scenes kind of starting with launching the self-illumination pathway is basically this experiential way through these different archetypes so you know we're starting out specifically with this uh, pathway that is geared around the mystical way but then we're, we're developing in a larger picture is uh, so that somebody can put in their information, their profile, and actually go through an entire experience of all of the different codons in the, the system, the different energy centers and everything. Yeah, and if you think about it too, it's like the 19 and the 49 are both in Aquarius. So there's a lot of talk about the age of Aquarius and all of these things and what's going on. I feel that that's part of what this shift or mutation is coming into in 2027 mm -hmm. because it's starting with this 19, which the new species that are going to be born after 2027, they're not going to have the 19. Um, so that's really, really interesting. I think it is kind of like the age of Aquarius coming in and yeah. revolution. So 49 is also about revolution. Wait, it's interesting. The 19 mm. is in Aquarius. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're both in, in Aquarius. Yeah, for sure. It's so, so interesting. For yeah. Sure. 
Well, yeah, cool. Thank you all so much for tuning in this fourth episode of Soul Mechanics Podcast. And as we said before, if you haven't checked out all of our stuff, definitely go to soulmapping.life. You can check out a lot of really cool information there. Also, this new project, Elixir at theelixir.life, and then the selfilluminationpathway.com as well. Yep, and if anybody wants a reading, you guys can contact us at, as well. And then we also have the a group, a Facebook group, where we're going through a lot of these different systems and codes uh, to learn them all together and, and to share them. And we have like weekly calls, daily videos, posts, and um, all everyone's putting their charts up in there so that we can all look connect at everyone's charts. The, connect with other people about you know, this information. Mm -hmm. It's really cool stuff. Lots of exclusive offerings that come through that group. And you can find that at soulmapping.life forward slash tribe if you want to sign up for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you guys ever have any questions or comments, you guys can always email or contact us and let us know if there's anything that, you know, maybe we said that you wanted more clarity on. And I know that sometimes when we get into these different codes, it may seem kind of confusing at first, especially if you're not familiar. So definitely I would suggest, you know, contacting us for a reading, checking out the other stuff that we're putting up um, because it's just really about covering all of these angles and looking at the whole picture and being able to see all these different components of it. Because what we're all really doing with this stuff is that we are trying to put a name or identify or label things that are really ineffable so it's it's just this process of learning the essence of these energies and taking it from there so oh yeah and of course if you don't have any <laughs> if you don't have any idea about these languages go back to episode number one yeah uh and we get all into the the foundation of some of these languages and how they work so yeah thanks so much for tuning in and have a beautiful rest of your day evening or uh whatever you have going on in your life right now appreciate you